Welcome back to the Blaze Experience, everyone. If you're joining us today, you're joining us for episode number 36. And today, episode 36 will actually be on the game Vigor again. Vigor is a game made by Bohemia Interactive, and it's a game we talked about once in the podcast already. And I, as I announced in that podcast, it would definitely be back for another episode. And we're here to talk about it again today. So today's episode is going to be about ranking the maps in Vigor. So there's six different maps in Vigor. I'm going to give my impressions on each of the six maps, and I'm going to kind of rank them. So we'll go through that. And But before we actually do that, I have a good deal of news about the podcast first. So I'll just kind of dive right into that. First of all, as always, on Saturday, we will have a new State of Decay episode. But this time, the State of Decay episode will have a guest. And we're going to be talking about some solo tips for the Daybreak DLC mode. So my guests and I will talk about the solo tips for how to beat Daybreak by yourself. And that should be a fun episode. So make sure you tune into that one on Saturday. The next stream I will be doing will likely be on Thursday. The exact time is to be announced. So just stay tuned in my Discord for more news on that. I will probably also uh, post on Twitter when I actually go live for that stream. But the biggest news is in a position I accepted, actually. Undead Labs, they have their own Discord, of course, and I have accepted a position as a leader or moderator in their Discord. So basically, this means, you know, a couple of changes for things going forward. Um, It's not going to mean a lot of changes for the podcast itself. Basically, there's going to be up to two weeks a month where there's no Wednesday podcast. So currently in the podcast schedule, there are, you know, four State of the K episodes every Saturday for a month. And then on Wednesdays, we have episode on a different game every every week. The only change that's going to happen as far as the podcast goes is instead of eight guaranteed episodes a month, there might be there will be six guaranteed and possibly seven. Going forward after this month ends, I will be having at least one week every month where I take a week off on the Wednesday podcast. So basically, there will be at least one week every month where I'm only doing just the Saturday State of Decay podcast, just so I can get a bit of a break. But beyond that, if I'm ever in a crunch, then there might be a second week out of the month that I can't do a podcast on a Wednesday. So... Just keep that in mind. I don't foresee it happening next month or anytime soon, perhaps, but just keep that in mind that there may only be six podcasts in a month on some occasions. But going forward, as far as the podcast, there's going to be no change to the State of Decay podcast. That will still happen every Saturday without fail. And then the Wednesday podcast, we just might have a few less Wednesday podcasts, but it will probably end up being three weeks out of the month. There will be a Wednesday podcast, and then one week there won't be. That's probably what it will end up being. So as terms of the podcast, not much is going to change. I will still also be as accessible as I am now. So if you want to get in touch with me on Discord, Twitter, whatever, then I will definitely get back to you. It might take me a little while, but I usually get back to you within 24 hours in most cases. So you can reach me at any of those, and I will usually get back to you within 24 hours. The only thing that is going to change um, a good deal is the scheduled streams that I do. So basically, this week will be the last week that I do two scheduled streams. 
And after this week, it's going to be only Tuesdays that I do scheduled streams. So it'll basically be either 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time or 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesdays. Based on my work schedule, I might um, change it by one hour either way. So it'll either be 7 to 11 or 8 to 12 on Tuesdays Eastern Time. And that will be my scheduled stream time every week. I will typically be streaming State of Decay, probably, but um, I have streamed Vigor in the past, so I might stream some Vigor again at some point. So, you know, there might be some other games streamed at some point, but typically it's going to be State of Decay on most weeks unless I announce otherwise. However, this doesn't actually mean that I'm never going to stream on a day that's not a Tuesday. It just means that that's the only scheduled stream I'm going to have. So if I ever have some extra free time, then I might, you know, do an impromptu stream that's, you know, say on a Wednesday or a Friday or any day of the week, basically, it's not a Tuesday. But any stream that's not on Tuesday will be a stream that kind of just happens organically where I post up in the Discord real quick, hey, I'm going live, you know, so it's not going to be a lot of notice to it. There's going to be very short notice and... I will just go live and stream for as long as I can. It'll probably be you know, a couple hours of stream. However, this does not count towards Decay Fest events. So Decay Fest is a community-created State of Decay event, which I was a part of creating. And these events will be ongoing. We're going to have more events. So any events in the future that are Decay Fest events, you will probably see me streaming multiple times during the week. So during those events, I will be streaming multiple times in the week. This is just for regular weeks. So weeks that there's no Decay Fest event, I will have one scheduled stream and potentially other streams if I can fit it in my schedule. So I hope everyone understands that. I think this position as a leader in the Undead Labs Discord is, you know, a great thing and it's very important to me and I want to make sure I do a good job for them. So that being said, I want to make sure that I pay attention to the Discord a little more and I am active in their chats. So. I'm going to try and, you know, make that a focus of mine. And because of that, I don't want to overbook myself by scheduling more streams. So that's basically where that comes into play. But that being said, the last piece of news we have is basically on Vigor itself. So it might be a while before I knew another Vigor episode after this one. And that is mainly because there's not a ton to talk about with Vigor right now. So I probably would wait until they do a major update for Vigor, which they are planning one. I think it's still, you know, three to four weeks out potentially. So it might be the three to four weeks before another Vigor episode happens. I do want to do at least one more episode on Vigor. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I will definitely want to um, do one more episode when an update comes out to kind of talk about the things that have changed and things like that. But currently, there's not a ton of topics to discuss until they do an update. So today's podcast is one of the only topic ideas that is really, you know, prevalent enough to discuss in an episode until they actually do an update. But once they do a big update on the game, then uh, you can be sure that I will come back for another Vigor episode and we will get that scheduled in the rotation and we'll talk about some more Vigor. But we do have today's episode, of course. So. Sorry for that long-winded news. I know it was a lot more than usual, but it was stuff that had to be said in the podcast, and I wanted to make sure everyone was informed about that. So I do apologize for the little bit lengthier news than usual, but we will get right into some vigor now. So we're going to talk about the maps in vigor, and we're going to rank them. 
So basically, I'm just going to give my impressions of the maps and kind of how I feel of them. And then at the end, I will rank them on the ones I think are the best, which keep in mind, this is subjective. I mean, if you're someone that has a different play style than me, then you're probably going to have the exact opposite order I have. For example, I'm not the hugest on PvP, so... You know, there's one map in particular I'm thinking of that is very PvP focused that you might think is the best map because you love PvP, and that's perfectly fine. Just it's not my style, so my rankings are going to be based on my style and how I like to play the game. But first up for maps, we have Grontheim Valley. So Grontheim Valley is a smaller map. It's made for eight players, and this map is divided by a river cutting it in half. So basically across the entire map, there will be a river just dividing it. And this map can kind of get congested around river crossings. And this map is a little bit more PvP oriented based on the small nature. And the drop crates, they actually tend to drop right around the river a lot of times. So essentially with this map, you know, it's going to be a little bit more PvP focused. And you're going to have to have close encounters a lot more often, I would say. Especially if you're going for the drop crate, because it doesn't always happen, but the drop crate, in my experience with this map, it usually drops around the river somewhere, so the drop zone will be, you know, right over part of the river, so you have to cross the river in order to get to that, so those river crossings can be very congested because there's always players on the other side of the river, so you have to kind of, you know, keep that in mind and pick your crossing point correctly. That way you kind of avoid players, or if you want to engage with them, then you know maybe you want to pick like the most congested river point. But for me, I, I like to be sneaky, so for me, I try to avoid a lot of engagement unless I can sneak up on someone. And I do like to use the knives a lot, so my play style is if I do PvP, I like to sneak up on someone and just, you know, hit them with a knife and you know, get a kill there. So that's my style. I mean, I know a lot of people like to be, you know, up front and just go guns blazing, which that's fine if you like that style too. But personally, Grontheim Valley isn't made for my style as much. I do enjoy the bigger maps more just because there's more space to roam around and the smaller maps feel a little bit too boxed in for me. It's not like it's, you know, Nuketown and Call of Duty. It's not that small, but it, it's still small enough to where in this game, I feel a little bit congested and I would rather have a bigger map, especially with the river too. With the river on this map, it being a small map already, the river makes it feel even smaller because if the river wasn't there, you at least have all that area to roam. But with the river there, it really divides the map, you know, very divisively, and it makes it feel even smaller than it already is, in my opinion. So, Grontheim Valley, you know, not one of my most favorite maps, but it's not a bad map. I mean, it, all of these maps are good in their own right. It just depends on what type of player you are and what you appreciate. But Grontheim Valley is a very green map. You know, it has a lot of um, lush areas to it, I would say. And that's you know, pretty much it for Grantheim Valley. I mean, you know, you have to try it out to see your opinions on it, but those are mine. But the other small map, there's two small maps and four large maps in Vigor. The other small map is a map called Fist Factory. So this is a small map for eight players again. And 
this map is basically the PvP player's delight. So this map is the map for PvP players. So if you like PvP, this is your map. Like guaranteed, this will be the map you want to play all the time if you can do it. For me, I'm not as PvP focused, so it's not my cup of tea. I mean, I'll still play it and I'll still try to play my playstyle and get through that way. But it's a lot harder to be sneaky on this map because everything is very congested. And in addition to that, most of the loot is located along one area or road of the map. So basically, there's this one central road on the map, and most of the loot that you can get is on that road. Not all. I mean, if you want to be sneaky and just escape and not engage in combat, there are other spots on the map besides this road that have loot. You just have to know where to look and where to find them. But the bulk of the resources on this map are on the one road. It's on the right side of the map, and that is where the bulk of the resources are on this map. So... You know, if you're going down that road, you're probably going to see combat somewhere because, I mean, there's a chance that, you know, you wouldn't because maybe everyone else left or maybe somebody died or, but the chances are if you're traveling on that road, you're probably going to be looking at some combat somewhere. And to make it more congested as well, the drop crate, this usually drops somewhere around that road as well. So it's usually... A little bit farther to the left, but it's usually fairly close to that road. So it makes it so you have to travel along that road to exit after you get the drop crate. So it makes it even more congested. I mean, I've had a couple of times where it didn't drop there, but more often than not, it drops by that road. So be warned of that. And if you like a lot of combat, this is probably the map for you. I mean, don't get upset at me if you jump into this map and you don't see combat and you love combat. I mean, that's the thing with Vigor, like, every game is different. If you are looking for combat, you won't always find it. And if you're not looking for combat, you might still find it anyway. So it kind of varies, but I would say if you're looking for combat, then more often than not, you're going to find it at Fist Factory. For me, I don't find the combat as much because I try to avoid it, or I try to sneak up and get my combat, so... Because a lot of games I play, I play with just a knife, and I don't even bring a gun with me. So if I don't even bring a gun with me, then I'm obviously not going to engage someone from a distance. So that's just kind of the way I like to play the game, is I don't bring a gun with me. I bring just a knife, and I engage from close-up quarters, but I try to sneak up on them. So you know, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But next map up, we have Tog Station. So Tog Station is a large map for 16 players. This map is also divided, kind of like Grantheim Valley, but instead of being divided by a river, it's divided by a set of railroad tracks, which is very interesting, actually. So you can, it goes across the entire map, and then towards the center of the map, it's a little bit on the left side, but it's mostly in the center, there's a train station, and this train station has a majority of the loot in the map. Um, kind of like Fist Factory, there are other locations to get loot, but a majority of your loot will be at this train station. So it, it does offer some opportunity for congested areas, but there's also a lot of opportunity for players that like things wide open too. And for that reason, I think it's a very well-balanced map because it's a large map, so you're not going to be congested automatically. But if you like that congested feel and you want to find that, you can go for the train station and you can usually find some people there. Not always, of course, but 
If you don't want to have combat and you still want to get loot, I would suggest getting to the train station first and getting out of there fast because people do like to congregate there. And then the drop zone. The drop zone usually happens somewhere around those train tracks. So it's kind of the same situation as Grantheim Valley where, you know, that those train tracks that divide the map, they kind of become a hot point a little bit because the drop crate usually drops around them somewhere. So unlike the rivers, though, crossing the train tracks is very simple. Crossing the river, it slows you down. So crossing the rivers is a lot harder. And I think that's why I like Tog Station a little bit better because it still has that divided map. It still has that, you know, open concept feel to it, but it has opportunities for engagement and opportunities for congestion if you are looking for that. And, you know, some games I am looking for that. Some games I'm looking for, okay, let's go to the train station and let's see if we can find some people. Some games I do feel that way. More often than not, I try to avoid the combat, but my style is like, it's like a scale of one to five and, you know, five is I want to PVP all the time, you know, never not PVP. And then one is like, I want to only PVE. I never want to see combat. I never want to see another person the entire time. And, you know, three would obviously be in the middle. I would say I'm basically two. So I, I skew more towards the not wanting to see combat side, but there are occasions where I do want to see some combat. So I'm not, you know, far left. I'm just a little bit left, I would say. And far right would be, you know, I want to PvP like every second of the day. So that's kind of how I would describe, you know, my scale of PvE versus PvP. But yeah, I mean, Tog Station, it's pretty good map. Um, Besides that train station, though, there is like, it's on the bottom right of the map. It's like a little sort of cul-de-sac. And this cul-de-sac actually has a lot of loot, too. There's, like, a lot of cars around there and stuff. So, like I said, you can find other ways to get loot in this map if you aren't going to the train station. So, there's other spots to hit up. But Tog Station, honestly, it's a very well-balanced map. It's probably one of the most well-balanced maps, in my opinion, because it offers both that chance for very wide open, but also very congested at the same time. So, it's kind of a weird feeling, but... You have the opportunity for both, and I like that about this map. All right, so next map up, we have a map called Jelkanton, spelled F-J-E-L-L, which I think you just, I think, you know, the F is silent, so I think it's just Jelkanton. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. If I'm not, then I'm sorry, but I think that's how you pronounce it. But Jelkanton is a large map for 16 players, and this map is very open and... It's definitely a map that is very good for someone that wants to use long distance rifles. So it's got um, one little patch of snow to it. It's kind of, you know, one corner of the map has snow. But other than that one corner, the map is very green and it looks very lush. But there's no um, water in this map. As far as I can remember, there might be one pond if I if I recall. But other than that one pond, then that's like the only water that's there. There's no like river between it. There's no, you know, railroad tracks dividing it. There's nothing really dividing this map. So this map is very open and it's not divided by any certain features. And if you're someone that likes to maybe snipe, you know, you like to get the Mosin Nagant and snipe a lot. This might be the map for you because there's a lot of open area and there's a lot less opportunity to, you know, hide or cross a river and, you know, put some distance between you and your opponent. So this map is one of the most open maps. There's one other map that's pretty open that we'll talk about in a second, but 
between these two maps, you know, this is your open experience and there's really not a lot of opportunity for congested play in this map. So if you like only open maps where you can, you know, snipe from a distance, you can shoot somebody from a distance, this is probably the map for you. And honestly, just the aesthetics of this map, the aesthetics of this map are beautiful, honestly. Like, I love the look of this map. It just, it takes you away. It's breathtaking. And honestly, all these maps are in some way, but Gel Can in particular, it's very breathtaking. And when you enter this map, you just get a sense of, wow, Norway is really beautiful. And I'm sure it is in real life, too. I've never been there in real life, but that's what I love about this game, too, is you get a sense of that culture without actually being there. And this game really draws you into that culture. So much so that sometimes you forget that you can actually die in the game. Like, there's been times where I'm just admiring the culture. I'm like, wow, you know, th this map is amazing. You know, look at this. Look at that. And then all of a sudden I'm dead. I'm like, oh, I forgot I was fighting a game. <laughs> so, like, you actually forget you're playing a game sometimes because the scenery is so beautiful. And, you know, major props to Bohemia Interactive for that because they did a great job, especially with Jalkan. As far as how it looks and the aesthetics of it, Gel Canton is definitely my favorite map as far as, you know, the aesthetics. So I really love the aesthetics of this map, and I think you will too if you get in there and check it out. But other than that, there's not a ton to say about Gel Canton. Um, I mean, it's a pretty big map. It's, you know, very open. It's very green, except for that one patch of snow. And, you know, that, that's pretty much it to say about it. I mean, I guess I could be saying how many exits all these maps have, but... I think that's not really necessary to mention how many exits they have. Like some of the maps have as little as four exits and some of the maps have as much as eight exits. So, which that's one of the things actually I will mention quickly about Grontheim Valley. I dislike is Grontheim Valley only has four exits and they're at the corners of the map. So, you know, north, northwest, northeast, southwest, southeast, basically the very corners of the map. That's where you have the exits for Grontheim Valley. So, if something, if like the drop happens in the center of the map, then you have to travel a long distance somewhere to get to the exit. So I don't like that as much, but um, other maps have like exits, you know, pretty much everywhere you look. I mean, like, I think Tog Station has like eight exits. So I won't mention every map, but it ranges between four exits and eight exits max. But moving on to the next map, the other map that's very wide open that I spoke of is Diverg Forest. And... Again, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right. It's spelled D-V-E-R-G. So it might just be Verge Forest. You might not pronounce the D, but it's either Verge Forest or Diverg Forest. Something along those lines. I apologize if I'm pronouncing that wrong. But either way, this map is a pretty cool map anyways. But this is a large map for 16 players. So 16 players will be in this map. And like I said, it's very wide open and it's great for long distance rifles. But the cool thing about this map is this is the only map in the game that's covered completely in snow. So this map is completely snow covered and everywhere you look, you know, there's going to be white on the ground. So in that retrospect, you know, if you're playing this map, you might want to change your character's costume a little bit and you might want to put on clothes that'll blend in with snow more before you go into this map. And that's one of the cool things about Vigor is depending on the map you play. You can put on like maybe a different jacket or different pants or different backpack. That way you blend in with the environment better. So if you're playing Diverg Forest, then you probably want to put on something that looks, you know, more like snow. So you want to put on like maybe a white jacket or, 
you know, white pants, something that's going to blend in better with the snow. You don't want to be wearing, you know, bright green or bright orange because you're going to stick out like a sore thumb. So that's kind of the cool thing about Vigor. And I think that'll only get better as they have more customization options. There's not a lot of customization options right now, but I think when they have more, it's going to offer more strategy to you because you can actually use different options and blend in better with the environment you're playing in. So I, I really like that aspect. But kind of like Grandtime Valley, the Verg Forest does have a river dividing the whole map. And it also has some frozen ponds as well. So there's some frozen ponds that look pretty cool as well. But basically, the Verg Forest is divided straight down the middle with that river. And it's kind of the same scenario with Grandtime Valley. A lot of the time, the drop does happen, you know, fairly close to that river. Not as much as Grandtime Valley because it's a bigger map. So being a bigger map, it does happen in other areas more often. But that river element does make it challenging sometimes, which, you know, can be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on your play style, because you obviously have to cross that river at some point, And that can be very dangerous crossing the river, because when you cross the river, it slows you down a lot when you're going through water. But yeah, I mean, the Berg Forest, you know, it's great for sniping. It's great for that kind of play, basically. So that's kind of the main points I make about it. Um, it's honestly a pretty good map. I would say it's fairly balanced. Um, it does have that congested feel around the river possibly because you have to cross the river at some point. So it, it has a lot of tension in crossing the river because you don't know, you know, if somebody's going to be on the other side. You don't know if somebody's in a building. So it does have a lot of tension in that sense. The same with Grantheim Valley. I think both of those maps have a lot of tension when you're going around the river because especially with Grantheim too. With Grantheim Valley, I mean, there's a lot of tension there because the map is so small too. So it's like, oh, I, I don't know where anyone is, you know. And that's one of the cool things about Vigor, which I talked about in the intro podcast, is that you never know how many people are on the map. You don't know how many people are alive. You don't know how many people exited. You never know who's around what quarter. So, you know, there could be a 16 player match and within five minutes, every player besides two of you is gone. But you don't know that. So you're still walking around the map thinking there could be, you know, players all over the place when there's only one other guy on the map. You just don't know. I mean, you know, every other player might have exited or somebody might have got killed by somebody. You really don't know what happened. So that's kind of the cool thing about it is because it always keeps the tension high. And I would say Deberg Forest, you know, it does heighten that tension. And being a snowy map like that, I would say it heightens it even more because, you know, it, you really get the feel like, oh, shoot, you know, it's really cold here. Like I'm, I'm trudging through the snow there's no like footsteps in the snow or anything, but still at the same time, even though there's no footsteps, you definitely feel like an eerier sense, I would say, in this map because it's, you know, more cold and desolate, it feels like. So you definitely get an eerier sense in this map when you're playing that, you know, somebody could be following you and it, it's kind of fun, actually. But that being said, our sixth and final map is a map called Drogfort and Drogfort is another large map. This is a map for 16 players. And one interesting thing about Drog 4 is this is the only map out of all six that has active weather. So Drog 4, every time you play it, it'll have an active rainstorm the entire time you're playing. So it's always going to be storming rain. And it, it definitely makes for a interesting game that way because it sort of adds to your psyche as you're playing. Oh, you know, it's raining. I'm wet. Like. I just want to get some loot and get out of here. Like it, it kind of adds to the emotion of it. I would say it's kind of hard to describe, but 
you know, that rain coming down like that, it, it's just coming down in buckets pretty much. And it, it really feels like, oh, shoot, you know, uh, there's people around here. I don't want to be here. Like, let's get out of this rain and get home. You know, like, let's get home with some loot and get out of here. So I would say the rain makes it see where you want to exit faster, in my opinion. I mean, it might just be the way I feel as a player, but that's how it makes me feel as a player. So, but also with um, Drog Fort, there's basically four silos that are scattered throughout the map, and they basically span, you know, from left to the right of the map, pretty much. They're in the center. And these silos are like, you know, old military silos, I assume, of some kind. These silos don't really have a lot of loot, but what is interesting about them is the drop crate, it honestly drops near these silos a lot. So, you know, if you stay around these silos, then the drop crate is probably going to come around one of them. And that's what's interesting is that the drop crate is usually around those. So it offers a lot of congestion and a lot of firefights around those silos a lot. But in addition, I will mention that this map has some parking lots in it. And these parking lots have so much loot to them because there's so many cars there to loot. And it's just a cool experience. So, you know, definitely check out those parking lots. Definitely go try and find some loot there. And there's a lot of loot to be had in those parking lots. But... Drog Fort is kind of a weird one for me to describe. I mean, it's not small and congested. It's not big and wide open. And I can't really, I don't get the sense that it's well balanced either because it doesn't have a lot of opportunity for wide open engagement or for, you know, close quarters fighting. So to me, Drog Fort is kind of the weird outlier in the maps. I would say it's a map that is very middle of everything you know it, it doesn't have a lot of wide open space but it also doesn't have a lot of close quarter space either so it's kind of the in-between map i would say and i'm not saying that is a bad thing like some players might like that because some players might like to have you know the same type of feeling at the same time i mean tog station for example tog station has areas for both of those things but i think tog station is better balanced because tog station has areas where it's wide open and it also has areas where it can be very congested so i think tog station is better balanced because it offers all types of engagements for the players throughout the map with drog fort it's kind of a mediocre experience throughout the entire map and i don't mean mediocre in the sense of oh this map sucks when I say mediocre, I mean in the sense that players go there looking for PvP or they go there looking for PvE. It's going to be middle of the road no matter what. So on like that scale of five I made earlier, you know, where five is very PvP and one is very PvE focused, Drog 4 is definitely the three. If there was a three on the scale, Drog 4 is that three. You know, Drog 4 is kind of be kind of neutral, I would say. That's probably the best way to describe it is Drog Fort is neutral. It's not going to have a lot of experiences for either type of player. It's going to be neutral where you can jump in and it's probably a good map to learn the game on, honestly, because if you don't know how you want to play yet, this would be a good map to jump in the game on and kind of get the feel of how the game itself works and then figure out what kind of play style you want. And the other maps are more geared towards certain play styles, so... Drog 4 is geared towards just any general person, basically. It's not geared towards a certain play style, and that's kind of how I describe it, honestly. But that being said, um, we went through all the maps now, so we will get right into our rankings. So I'm going to rank them from 6 to 1. We'll just go from the bottom up. 
But I think, you know, most of my rankings are fairly transparent just based on, you know, the things I've said. I think pretty much everyone could guess what my number six would be. And I think you could probably guess what, you know, some of my favorites are, but maybe not my top. But number six, without further ado, is Fist Factory. I think, you know, pretty much anyone could guess this that was listening to the podcast. I'm just not heavily into PvP and Fist Factory is that map that is all PvP, basically. So I know some people, this is their favorite map, and that's because they like the PvP. So if you like this map, you know, I'm definitely not knocking you. I mean, you know, go all for it. You know, go hardcore, you know, go after players, you know, do whatever feels fun to you. But for me, this map just isn't fun for me. And when I see this map on the rotation, because there's a rotation of two maps all the time. So there's always two maps you can play at a certain moment. When this map is on the rotation, it's kind of a bummer for me in a way. And there's times that this map is on the rotation with my number five map. So it's kind of like, oh, man, like I don't get to play any of my favorite maps right now. So it is kind of a bummer at times, but I will still play Fist Factory. I don't avoid it. So when it's on the rotation, I don't just always play the other map. I still play Fist Factory. Just when I play it, I'm not, I guess when I jump into that map, I'm not looking forward to a great experience because more often than not, when I jump into Fist Factory, I don't gain a ton of stuff. But when I jump into some of the other maps, I almost always come out with a bunch of stuff. So, And to me, that's kind of where my experience lies a lot, where if I'm not coming out with a victory, which in my case, a victory would be coming out with a lot of loot, then I'm not going to enjoy the experience in that map as often. And I think this factory is just too congested to me where I'm not getting that great experience that I want. But for other people, you know, it's going to offer that great experience that they want because they have a different look on it and they have a different mindset on how they want to play. Number five for me, though, is Grontheim Valley. So this is the other small map. So you can kind of see how I feel about small maps. I like the larger maps better because I ranked all four larger maps in top four. But Grontheim Valley, um, it's kind of a weird one for me. I mean, I like it better than Fist Factory because it's not as congested, but it has that river dividing it and... With that river on a small map already, it it just makes the map feel even smaller, which I don't like really. And not only that, it has only the four exits. And with the four exits being at the corners of the map, it just makes for a really weird experience in my eyes. I mean, the map is already small as it is. The river is dividing in half. And then on top of that, you're putting all the exits at the corners. So, you know, you're kind of forcing people to be at one part of the map and just kind of stay there probably because they're not going to go to the drop zone that's on the way in the other part of the map. I mean, they might, but I don't know. It's just a strange experience to Grontheim Valley, I think. If if it does happen where Grontheim Valley and Fist Factory are in the same rotation together, which has happened, and it's unfortunate for me because I don't like those small maps, so I hate when it's two small maps at the same time, but if that does happen, I do tend to play Grontheim Valley a little bit more just because there's a better chance of me escaping with some loot in that one. But I'm not the hugest fan of Grantham Valley either, though. And it's it's not necessarily to say that if they come out with more maps, if I'm always going to not like any small map. I mean, there might be a small map I like in the future. It just depends on how they do it, I would say. Like, if, if there was a small map, I would like there to be no congestion to it at all. You know, say, take a map that's like wide open, like Diverg Forest, and don't put a river in there. You know, have no river, have no dividing features, just have a small map and just let it stand on its own. 
because like the river in Grontheim Valley, that really divides the map. That road in Fist Factory, the road in Fist Factory is where all the loot is. Like, if they were going to make a small map that I would personally enjoy, it would be a map that is small, but it has loot spread throughout the entire map. So that way it gives you the experience where if you're not as much of a fan of a small map, it's not congested in one certain spot. You can go anywhere in the map and still find things and possibly still find those PvP encounters, but it's not going to be a one set spot. That's personally how I would like a small map to be done. So hopefully they have a small map like that in the future. But moving on, number four on my list is Drog Fort. And you might have been able to hear this um, when I was talking about it. I mean, Drog Fort is just kind of a neutral map to me, like I said. So it's not a map that I really love the experience at. And it's not a map that I really hate the experience at either. I mean, it's just kind of a map that like, oh, yeah, I was at Drog Forest. Yep, I was there once. I mean, it's something that like you just say, yeah, I was there. I mean, it's kind of eh, whatever, you know, and it's not to say that the map doesn't look great. I mean, the way they've done these maps, they all look gorgeous. So the aesthetic of the map, the aesthetic of the map is still gorgeous, but it's the gameplay of the map that I think is kind of, eh, you know, vanilla. I mean, the gameplay of this map for my personal taste is just a little bit vanilla and it doesn't really offer what I'm looking for in the maps, but I do like the rain. I will, I will say that, you know, the constant downpour of rain, it is kind of a cool feeling and it, it adds another element to the map that the other maps don't have. So I will say I like that part. All right, moving on to number three. Number three is Diverg Forest or Verge Forest or however you technically say that. So this one is my number three because I do like the open feel of it and I like the snow covered aspects of it, but what keeps it back from being one or two is that river. I really don't like that river dividing the entire map. I mean, what I would like for the rivers is I would like a map where it kind of curves a little bit. So say you have like the left side of the map and it kind of, you know, curves a little bit to where it, it blocks off a certain sector of the map, but it doesn't block off the entire map. So like basically every map that has the river right now, there's two maps that have the rivers, obviously, Diverg Forest and Grontheim Valley. The maps go exactly from, you know, east to west, cutting apart the entire map. But I would like to see some more variants of it. You know, maybe there's a map that like goes north to south of the river or you never know. I mean, I would just like to see a little bit more variance to it that you don't really see right now. And I would kind of like to see, you know, maybe a river that starts on the left side of the map and then kind of ends at the center of the map. So maybe, you know, kind of makes a little semicircle towards the center of the map. And that would be kind of interesting to see because then if you're on the right side of the map, you have a wide open experience. If you're on the left side of the map, you have a very different experience. So I would like to see a map that's more like that. But Diverg Forest is a good map. Um, I, I do enjoy playing it and I do usually get a lot of loot when I'm there. So that is a plus. But it it's just that river experience that divides the map that I don't like as much. So that's kind of why it's number three for me. But now we have number one and number two. So obviously you're going to know number one when I say number two. But number two is Gel Canton. And Gel Canton is that map that is very wide open, kind of like Diverg Forest, but it doesn't have a river dividing it. So it has one little patch of snow. It's got a lot of green to it. And it, in my opinion, Gel Canton is the most beautiful map there is in the game. It's just gorgeous. I mean... When you're in that map, it's just, wow, it's breathtaking how beautiful it is. And I really love looking at that map. But 
Um, I'll, I'll announce number one now officially, then we'll kind of talk about them both. Number one is Tog Station, obviously. That's the only one left. So Tog Station is the one that has the train station and it has the railroad tracks, basically. And the reason why I have Tog Station 1 and Gel Canton 2 is more just for the balance. I mean, Tog Station is very balanced in my eyes and it offers those experiences for any kind of player. It offers the experience for my style of player where I like to avoid PvP more but it also offers the experience for the player that's looking for the PvP. So I think it provides a really good balance that Gel Canton doesn't provide as much. Gel Canton is more for my style of player where you want to sneak around or it's for a player that wants to, you know, snipe long distances. But Gel Canton doesn't really have an experience available for someone that likes close quarters PvP. If you like close quarters PvP, then Gel Canton doesn't really offer that experience for you. If you like close quarters PvP though, Tog Station offers that experience. It also offers long-distance shooting experiences. It also offers experiences like myself where I like to, you know, do more stealthy play. So that's why I like Tog Station as my favorite map is because it's just very cool in that sense that it has experiences for any type of player, I think, in that one map. And not only that, I like the fact that the map is divided by railroad tracks, so it's not difficult to cross the tracks like it is with a river. But instead, it offers the same tension as the river, just not the difficulty crossing it. And I think that's the perfect way to do it, because when you cross the train tracks, it's very easy to cross them, but it still has the tension of it's very wide open when you cross the train tracks, so anyone can see you from a mile away, and they might shoot you as you cross the train tracks, so it still has the tension of a river, but it doesn't have the same difficulty in crossing it. And what I mean by difficulty is not in the sense of, you know, oh, there's players around, there's not players around. By difficulty, I mean when you cross the river, it slows you down a lot as you go as your body moves through the water. But when you cross the train tracks, your body doesn't slow down at all. So I like that a lot more because it just offers a better experience in my view. And the train station itself is a very cool spot. It's it's probably one of my favorite spots in all the maps. It, the train station is really cool. It's, you know, well done. Um, it's got a lot of loot in there. It's got a lot underground area. It, it, it's hard to describe all of the train station, but it, it's a very cool spot. And I would definitely recommend checking it out if you go to this map. And I like how some of the exits of this map are right at the end of the train tracks. So you can go to either end of the train tracks and just follow the train tracks all the way down to an exit. And that way you don't even have to look at your map. You always know at the end of the train tracks there's an exit. But the problem with that is everybody else knows that too. So, you know, the train tracks could be the most congested exit there is because everyone knows they're next to the train tracks. But yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of, you know, all the maps. Um, That's our rankings there. So number one is Tog Station. Number two is Gel Canton. Number three is Diverg Forest or Verge Forest. Number four is Drog Fort. Number five is Grontheim Valley. And number six is Fist Factory. So I hope everyone enjoyed this analysis of these maps and the rankings. Again, you know, depending on your play style, you might have different thoughts. If you want to give me your different thoughts, I would definitely love to hear them. And you can do so by contacting me on Twitter at Blaze Experience. That's capital B-L-A-I-S-E, capital X, capital P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. And my gamer tag is also the same exact thing with the capital B, X, and a P. You can also contact me via email if you want, theblazeexperience at gmail.com. And you can also join my Discord and talk with me in Discord. My Discord will be in the show notes, so you can definitely join there and check that out.
But before we go, just to kind of touch upon um, some of our news again, our next scheduled stream will be Thursday sometime. I don't actually know the time yet, so I will announce that in the Discord. But there will be another stream on Thursday, probably. There's a chance I might have to move it to Friday just to give everyone a heads up, but I'm shooting for Thursday. And speaking of the streams, I have accepted the position as a leader or moderator for the Undead Labs Discord, so that will make me have to cut back on streams on a weekly basis. But I will still be streaming during Decay Fest events. I will still do my stream on Tuesdays every week. And if I'm off on a Tuesday, I'll probably do a second stream that same Tuesday, just at night. So that'll be kind of a bonus stream. But basically, you know, me accepting this position as a moderator in their Discord, all it's really going to change is the streaming. You know, the podcast, it it might um, make me do a little bit less on the Wednesday podcast. But honestly, I was going to go down to three Wednesday podcasts a month anyways, even before this. So the only change really is that if I get really busy one month, then there might be um, only two weeks of Wednesday podcasts that month. But I, I don't foresee that right now. So I would plan on, you know, every Saturday, a State of Decay podcast, so four State of Decay podcasts, and then every week except one week, a Wednesday podcast. So um, kind of a forewarning. The third week of October will probably be the week that I take off um, on a Wednesday this next month, but I will announce that further, as I know, but that's probably going to be the week that I take off a Wednesday podcast, but we'll see. And then, of course, our next State of Decay podcast is on Saturday. That will be a podcast on the solo tips for Daybreak, and I will have a guest on there, and my guest will help me break that down, and we'll go through all the solo tips and kind of help you do better in solo at Daybreak. So that'll be a fun podcast. Definitely tune into that one. And, you know, please leave a review for the podcast. Leave some feedback. iTunes reviews really help us out and they really help more people find the podcast because that is kind of how things are ranked in the system a little bit. So people are able to find the podcast easier if you leave a review. So if you do have iTunes, please um, leave a review on iTunes. That way more people can find the podcast. But if you want to find the podcast or if you want to recommend it to a friend, There's a bunch of different ways that you can find it. You can find us on iTunes, like I mentioned, or Apple Podcasts, as it's called now. You can find us on Google Play. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Acast, Blueberry, Podbean, Radio Public, and many other directories. There's a bunch of them that we're on. There's only a couple that we're not on just because they're very hard to get into. But hopefully one day we'll be in those as well. But yeah, that's pretty much it for everything. So I hope everyone enjoyed the episode. and. I apologize that the news is a little bit heavier this time, but I wanted to let everyone know um, about that position and how it's going to affect things going forward. So I wanted to make sure everyone knew that ahead of time. But I really appreciate everyone tuning in. I really appreciate all of you listening, and it means a lot. So thank you very much for listening to The Blaze Experience.